It's happening. I've actually said that in real life many times. I'm basically part of the podcast already. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You're listening to Southern Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to episode 126 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, sometimes known as Mo Dick, hardly ever, but always known as Morgan Richards. Check, yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. <laughs> oh, and I'm facts. where that- I belong, bringing oh, you sunshine no. <laughs> state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> A puns give me corona. Oh, God. Wow. This week's guest is singer, songwriter, and lovely hair aficionado, Travis Clark of We The Kings. Yes, and the positive energy from this one is contagious. Travis is a musician I've always admired, and what an inspiration he is to the pop-punk world behind the scenes and as we the kings for the last 15 years the band have established themselves with feel-good vibes and emo anthems and to celebrate such a milestone now they've recently released a special six track ep titled saga where every song is influenced by a previous we the kings album and era so we invited travis on to tell us all about the early days of the band of big haircuts and being shut down by the police to how being a father has changed his way of life having such a celebrity status in the states with an insane golf tournament he was a part of and lending his songwriting genius to other artists including his work with the queen herself avril levine how mad is that Queen Elizabeth? No. Is it a song with Queen? No, Avril Lavigne, the qu- the queen of emo. Oh, I didn't hear that yeah. bit. You oh. said, he, no, no, because what you did, you said, he's done a song with the queen. Yes. And then you, there was a gap. Mm-hmm. And then I said, what, Elizabeth? Oh, you're not that so No, yeah, I remember now. I remember now. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, imagine he'd written a song with the queen. every terrible time in anyway. Um, yeah, thank you very much to Travis for coming on. It was a fantastic chat. Yeah, it was just super, super informative. He's a lovely, lovely fella. 
is a treat as well because he doesn't really do big interviews like this, especially in long form and open up about the whole back catalogue of the band and everything. So I'm very excited. He chose Sapnin and we're going to have a wonderful time. But before we get into this conversation, just a reminder that if you enjoy what we do and would like even more bonus madness from Sapnin Podcast, please go and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin over there not only do you get involved with a whole host of your new best friends in a wonderful community but we keep trying to find funny and new content to make you laugh each and every week so that's patreon.com forward slash sapnin and go and follow us on social media at sapnin pod yes that's at s-a-p-p-e-n-i-n-p-o-d that's at s-a-p-p-e-n-i-n-p-o-d on twitter and instagram and yeah, like Morgan said, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin, because we've made an unbelievable community, and uh, yeah, we're just constantly making content and putting some funny stuff up there. So yeah, check it out, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. Should we get into this right away? Yes, let's hear from the brilliant songwriting mind behind We The Kings and so many of your other favourite artists in the scene, Mr. Travis Clark. Sapnin! How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Sapnin! 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 
Ben. Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. One of the loudest and longest sapnins we've yeah, ever like had from like a guest. Uh, like a harmony, like sapnin, 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 sapnin. sapnin. Yeah. Oh. It was full of energy. I love that. Fair play, yes. Thank you. Fair play. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, this week's guest is the fantastic Travis Clark from We the Kings, guitarist, frontman, keyboardist, all round good egg. You we are today. <laughs> Thank you. How are you, Thank Travis? You. That, that's a very kind thing to say. I, I'm I'm fantastic. Uh, l- like you said, you know, waking up every day is is, is a miracle sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially, uh, so I'm over thirty now, and and that's that's a thing for me. So everybody always said like, hey, it gets tough after thirty. It gets tough, and and it's genuinely, it's a thing. Yeah, sure. I'm slightly oh. closer to forty than I am thirty now as well. So that really hurts me every time I wake up. I'm like, oh. I'm nearly dead. <laughs> oh. Super that, that's old when he starts now. saying, like, yeah, but 40's the the, the new yeah. 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 40's the new 16. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then 70's, 70's the new 4 where you can't walk anymore. And, yeah. And yeah a, you, you need help. Yeah, it's yeah not, exactly. It's not, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, yeah, but how are you? How have you been? How's this crazy shit treating you? It's, you know, I, I got to be honest, there... You know, unfortunately, there's there is a, a ton of pain in the world, and, and people are having genuine problems that for a long time, not you know, not just the past week or you know. And so, with that being said, I always want to say this lightly because there has been an incredible silver lining for myself, selfishly, and that is that this is the longest time that we've been home as a band. And I'm, I'm a father. I have three daughters that are ages five, three, and one. And my wife is pregnant again with our fourth. Congrats. So, Congratulations. Thank you. And, and it, it's interesting, like, would that have happened if we weren't stuck in the same, you know, house for, you know, like, would we be pregnant again? Or, uh. you know, you know, it takes A yeah. plus B to, to make that. So, <laughs> Wait, you know, uh, what? Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, All right, kids, let me explain. Yeah. yeah. So you do so, what? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's gross. <laughs> so selfishly, you know, the silver lining for me is that I've been I've been able to be home with my daughters, and I've been able to see milestones that I that I've missed before. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've missed birthdays and and holidays. I've missed you know, first steps. I've missed first words and. That, that shit crushes me. It really does, especially when you're out on the road. And, and the rest of the guys, they're all dads too. So they, you know, they understand and, and can empathize with it. So the, the, the biggest silver lining for me is that I, I've had an incredible amount of time that, that you can't get back. You know, if, if you miss it, these are things that you can't get back, especially, and, and they're just, dude, they're my baby girls. Like, like I, I am so in love with them and, and it, it totally kind of erases the the shit that's going on in the world because you know I'm I'm present with them I'm just being here and I, I I enjoy being around them so much that that when I think about the last year, like it's so there's like no gray area it's just like so black or so white and it's either like crushing pain uh, from everything that's happened in the world because I feel for for those people and then it's like just insane joy from it's it's just such a weird feeling of of being tugged between both sides. Um, but I also, you know, as far as the band, like I miss my brothers in the bands and I miss being on tour. I miss meeting fans and, and, and doing what I love to do, which is play music in front of people and seeing people smile and sing along. Like 
I, I definitely miss that, but but I do have I, I have my vice, which is uh, you know being able to be around family. Yeah. So it's 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 been it's been just a really interesting roller coaster of like I don't know how the fuck to feel uh, be, because of these things that are going on. Yeah, but it's not, I, I suppose it's nice that you have the apps though, like the like like you've got right. to experience those things with your daughter and um, yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome and that's really really positive. Um, yeah, I mean it's lovely to hear because uh, as you said, you know, you've been a band who are constantly on the road if it's touring different countries and everything. So to have that kind of window and pocket of opportunity to to just be home and and see those things and catch up on day to day life that you might have missed nine months out of twelve, it, you know, it must just be like a really refreshing experience with everything yeah and you know there's there's no way that you know if if it were within my power to have erased covid and erased all this pain that it's caused a lot of people in depression and and things like that i would absolutely erase it you know i'm it's not saying that that i would rather have this and have people going through this crazy thing it's just you know i think the type of person that i am is that even if i wasn't married with kids i, I would still I would still try to find something, you know, m- maybe it's because I'm able to see my friends and family who, who I get to meet, or, or maybe it's just like, I have an 18 year old, excuse me, I have an 18 year old Chihuahua <laughs> named Elvis. And what? I, you 18? know, Oh yeah. He's literally going to never die. It's, uh, wow. I don't know. It's crazy. But you know, I, I think just the type of person I am, I, I would try to find something that, that makes me grateful for whatever position I'm in. I've always been that way. And sometimes it's annoying for people uh, because they're just like, stop being positive. Like just, <laughs> just join the negative train, come be sad. And, and I am, I, I, I get sad all the time, but cause I'm an emo kid, you know, hmm. I'm supposed to. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly, exactly. Well, yeah, welcome to my, you've just described my world. I am the, uh, I am that uh, completely depressed shithead um, <laughs> at the moment. But yeah, it's, I'm, I'm genuinely, genuinely happy that, um, yeah, there is some happiness. And our listeners will be glad to hear that you've got some positivity. Because yeah. yeah, we've we've had a mixture of guests on who have, some of them have loved this time, some of them have absolutely hated this time. And, you know, and yeah, it's nice to see that when people can find positives in this. You're like, some people have loved it, some people hated it, and you're both for some reason. You know? <laughs> yeah. How'd you manage that? It's a very it's a very political answer. Like, <laughs> yes, I love it. Yes, I hate it. <laughs> um, saying that, though, it, it does sound like Elvis saying nothing but a hound dog. Oh, Elvis yeah, is nothing but a hound dog. Yeah, his, uh, so his last <laughs> name is, it was just Elvis. And okay. then I, I rescued him, and, and I came home. I went out on my first tour. Um, this was even before We the Kings. And I came home, and my mom's or my parents leather couches that they had just gotten were shredded because he was like trying to cl- crawl up them so i came back and my parents were like you owe us new couches because your dog so i and he was just looking so cute he was so happy to see me and so i i named him elvis scissor hands so oh wow he's got yeah nice tearing up furniture has he um has he destroyed any other furniture since <laughs> no not really no oh. i mean he he pisses and shits all over the house still at 18 yeah. but what are you going to do? He's 18 years old. There's <laughs> yeah, not teaching him now. If he hasn't got it yeah. by now, he's never yeah, going to exactly. get it. But, um, exactly. Yeah. That's mad. Yeah. I've never even heard of an 18-year-old chihuahua. Is that the old- are you the owner of the oldest chihuahua in the world? No. So I've actually looked this up because I'm just, you know, listen, he's not going to live forever. I know he's going to die and it's going to be brutal on me because he was my first you know my first child yeah. like my you know first thing that i've ever been truly responsible for mm. and uh and so i started looking up online like 
how long do I get with this thing? You know, <laughs> and uh, I think there's like I want to say there's like a, has been a thirty year old. Uh, Whoa! Which, so, yeah, <laughs> which is truly unreal. Um, and I, I don't know, like they can't possibly have been a like a healthy 30 you know, like they would have had to been very old for a very long time so mm. you know i don't want him to be punished for you know just just being old so and not being able to move yeah. or yeah. eat or whatever so uh, but anyways so if, if we have this interview you know for our you know 11th or 12th release 10 years down the road then i will let you know if he <laughs> is now the oldest or then the oldest one that's amazing well, there i wonder what the oldest current chihuahua is yeah it gotta be up there i've literally never heard i think <laughs> 16, is the- 16 is the oldest dog i've ever heard of <laughs> literally this is what's so good about having a podcast is you have minions that can help us with these things that's so true, right? if you're yeah. listening please let us know what the oldest chihuahua is to date well, i reckon you've got it I don't think anyone was expecting Chihuahua research. I first we're going to talk about music. We're like doing homework. I got to like scramble and write this essay. Oh, uh, yeah. Ch- yeah. Chihuahua chat. That's what this is changing yeah. to now. We change. Nice. Chihuahua hour. I'm starting a new podcast. I'm writing down. Brilliant. You're in. Brilliant. You're in. But but with all that, though, I mean, at the time of recording, we have to say congratulations because today is the release of We the Kings' brand new EP. Yes. Um, I've seen already this morning that you've been celebrating by doing some coloring with your daughters. Is that just (laughs) the perfect father rock and roll celebrations you get to do now? Yeah, you know what? I woke up and I saw like a bunch of champagne and <laughs> drugs laying all over the house. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to celebrate that way. I'm going <laughs> to... No. Yeah. Excuse uh, me. Excuse me, strippers. Take those drugs and I'm not boozing. Get out of my, my house. My daughters are here. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. um, no, it, it's it's something we do every morning. Like... Uh, the, we do like homeschooling with the kids, my wife and I. My wife is the most champion, legend person you, you've ever known. And and uh, I'm very lucky to have found somebody that will put up with me. And she's just she's just great. So like I wake up, you know, I, I was literally woke up and I was answering all these emails and getting ready for, you know, th- this kind of press day. And I just walk out and the girls are just like happy coloring, like listening to our out, you know, the EP saga. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, this is like the best celebration gift is to walk, you know, to walk out and see that. So it felt good, but, but yeah, we'll, we'll celebrate. Um, I don't, I don't know what we're going to, you know, I, I, we've always celebrated album release or EP releases with, with the rest of the guys in the band, or we've been out on tour at the moment or, or we've been together. So this would be the first release date that we're not all together. So there's, there's a bittersweet there. Um, yeah. but you know, in the virtual world, I guess this is what we get. Yeah. Have you got any plans um, to see the boys or anything today? Are you going to have a quick Zoom or a phone call? Or do Yeah, we have a Zoom. So actually for everybody that pre-ordered um, or pre-saved the album or the EP on on uh, Spotify, I believe, they entered into like a, a Zoom contest, uh, not Zoom contest, but basically uh, the first 500 people are in a Zoom party with us so it's wow. basically cool. it's the five of us talking while 500 other people are are watching and i'll play like a couple songs and so actually a, a pretty cool cool event and i'm sure we'll do it the same way where we each have like our you know whiskey and coke here and guitar here and we'll play it like it's a real stage but 
mm. virtually. Nice. Ooh. That's really yeah, cool. I just I wonder about timings and I just worry about timings and stuff <laughs> like that for things. Like all you need is just one one person go. Oh, you are. I'm, I'm one behind. Oh no. I oh, need dude, to catch that- it. <laughs> That would never happen. So we, yeah, we can't do it like that. It will one hundred percent just be me playing acoustically. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah the, if we did, it would. <laughs> they'd be like, "This is the worst band ever. Why did I pre-save this?" You know. <laughs> I don't know if there's anybody that's been able to do that. I was thinking, like, do you, do you have like a click track in your ear on your phone that everybody syncs at the same time it plays, and then you play? But then everybody's video footage is to it would be mayhem yeah. absolute mayhem yeah, that's yeah true. people will be listening going I'm, do you know what I'm not sure about these saga remixes they sound <laughs> yeah. like they sound like the songs but they just yeah it's exactly. out to beat. the record is it's better to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've noticed that they could get it all together for the record but I don't know about live they seem mm. to have completely yeah, dealt it, by one exactly if this is how they play in the comfort of their own home I can't imagine that they're <laughs> you know, any better live so I'm yeah. never gonna go see them Oh, but <laughs> I mean, amazing. I mean, with that, there's so much we will kind of want to get into, Trav. But with the EP, of course, you know, there's six new tracks being released with this. But I understand that really, in the writing process, you've treated everyone as a kind of representation and refraction on all We the Kings' previous albums and different kind of styles and eras and influences. Obviously, the band's been going for over 15 years now. Was the process quite unique for you to look and see how far you've all come and matured and just differentiated as songwriters and and humans over the last decade and a half? Yeah, I mean, to to be honest with you, it was... I didn't expect that roller coaster of emotions. Mm. Um, When when you go back and, and so... A lot of it as well is like, hey, fans who are, are just becoming fans of We The Kings, if we do an, uh, you know, an EP that's kind of almost like a concept album, like there was a, con- you know, a conception behind it, it could be cool for these people to be like, oh, they, it's not just this new album that they're the start of We The Kings. I can go back and, and listen to you know, six other, five other albums, whatever it is. Um, so a lot of it was uh you know our our way to kind of highlight the fact that we've been lucky enough and fortunate enough to have amazing fans that have kept us around this long and to have been able to make six albums so part of it was that but what i didn't expect was going through you know when we did the first second third so the singles thinking about those albums you know i'd go back to my phone and and we'd watch like old videos of where the band was there and for for our band, you know, we always hoped that we would have been able to make it, but you know, reality kind of kicks you in the balls sometimes and, and says like, you know, Oh, you you can't do it. Or, or, or even your close friends are like, you're not going to make it, you know? And it's, it's a weird thing, but we always used it as gasoline. So when we were writing and we were taking each album, like I haven't listened to some of those songs like properly in years. And I just think about like us as kids growing up, you know, dreaming of, of becoming this type of artist and, and being a, an, an artist that, that people actually give a shit to come listen to and, and, and pay money for like an experience to like see you guys live and, and, and to be a part of that, which was my favorite thing to do as a kid was to go to live concerts. It's the only place I ever felt like I fit in. And to think that, that we could be those people to somebody else was just mind blowing. So I, I just I couldn't have really expected or planned for the fact that like I got choked up most of you know a lot of the time recording and writing this this record because it was every album that we've ever put out it, there's been so much love 
uh, attached to it that it it really it makes me feel it makes me feel different things listening to each track and and a lot of the songs are written about my personal life so so I'm like literally revisiting those times and and trying you know for the for the sake of saga trying to really like put myself in my shoes um, from earlier times so that I can really feel what I was feeling for that record so that it can be a true reflection of of that specific album so it it was uh it was a really really fun concept to put together and I think especially for the fans that have been with us, you know, from day one, it'll be something that, that they'll really, I think, appreciate and be able to hear different things about each song that, that references each album. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, the biggest thing that I, that I ended up taking from it was just that this incredible process, it, it, it kind of not, not necessarily validates, but it kind of reconfirms that you, like you made it, you did it. And so every time each song that we wrote, we're like, holy shit, like we actually like did it. Like this is <laughs> like, we kept waiting to wake up and it hasn't happened yet. So just very, very grateful and, and blessed to have, to have had uh, the career so far that we've had. And we just wanted to put all that same love and, and affection into this EP saga. Yeah. Yeah. And I've noticed um, online as well, it seems that you've all been a little bit more sentimental with, with this release in particular, sending a lot of thank you messages to people and writing kind of handwritten notes about the songs as Instagram posts and, and everything. I mean, after all this time, what has made you fall in love with making music now for We Are The Kings more than ever before? Honestly, I, I think that uh, a big part of it is selfishly like as dads we want you know our our kids um you know we all have young kids but they're they're not yet like really truly old enough to be able to appreciate you know what we do like they love singing and dancing to the songs they don't necessarily understand like the level and, and kind of what we've gone through to 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 make it so i'd i'd be lying if i said that a goal for for us and i know i speak for the rest of the guys in the band is to to stay relevant long enough so that our kids can come to the show and be like that's my dad and be yeah. proud of it you know i i know we, we are absolutely going to embarrass them you know later on <laughs> in life but i'm proud of my parents you know my dad did everything for our family my mom was a saint for making it out alive with me and my brother and i i'm proud of of who they were and and I know how much that means to them. So if, if my daughters, I know they're proud of me now, but they're, they are going to be able to express it differently when they grow up. So um, a, a lot of it is, is to kind of like show our kids like, listen, everybody told us we couldn't do this. Multiple times we failed and and we look and look what we did. Look what we still did with with all with everything that was coming our way. Um, and I, I think just the, the bigger message to of why the sentiment is so strong is because we want people to understand like you you really can do it and it's different when you become a parent because you want your kids to like dream big and you want them to to chase their dreams and the the best way to to lead them that way is to like lead by example and show them that we actually did it so um you know the sentiment comes from that but also understanding that like the fans of our band are absolutely the sixth member of the band you know 
without each one of the five guys that play on stage, we wouldn't be the band that we are today. And without the fans being that sixth member, we wouldn't be the band that we are today. So they're, they are as much part of this band as myself or any of the guys in the band. Sometimes it, it takes a little longer to realize how accurate that is. And, and a lot of artists, unfortunately, I, I feel like they don't get that and they don't. Um, yeah. Well, I was going to say. They, they um, don't find that. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we've had a lot of people. We've done this, you know, this we've done over 115 episodes or whatever so far. And a lot of people seem who have been going as long as you guys have and um, was going as long as my old band was and other bands just seem kind of jaded, kind of even blase to it. Just kind of like, ah, uh, you know, it's just my job right. now. But it is so refreshing to see you appreciating it and being thankful for it. Um, yeah, we get so many people who it just seems like, oh, well. Yeah, yeah, we got new album, we did this, blah, 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 and whatever. But yeah, it's so refreshing to see, yeah, your positivity it, it, towards it and uh, your appreciation think, uh, for the support. I think, honestly, even when it does come to that, you know, if, if we ever do, I, I hope that we never feel that way towards towards music and everything. But I think when it does, I think that's when we are going to call it quits. Because if it's not, dude, if it's not like passionate for us, then what's the point, mm. you know, just to, to make money just feels so slimy. And I, I, you know, the rest of the guys feel the exact same way. And, and you can see it like when we're on stage, when we're having conversations, when we're on the bus, when we're talking about our, our music to our friends or band, like it makes me feel a certain way. Even in this like interview, it, it makes me feel like a sense of passion and purpose. And 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 that's a big thing, but the but the minute that we don't feel that, you know, I, I don't see any point of us going on. Yeah, lovely. It's really really lovely to hear. And like kind of reflecting on the last decade and a half, I've noticed um online you were picking up some really key early memories of the band from like really old photo shoots from the back of vans to yeah. even uh, like um, one story about the police shutting you guys down at a really early show um, in like neighbors' basements and garages and stuff like that. I mean, can you just take us back to those days of, of what that was like starting out and just uh, trying new things? So, so we were in uh, middle school and high school at the time, and we did a tour called the Garage Tour, <laughs> which was basically any of our friend's parents that would let us play in the garage and basically use their electricity, you know, to plug our stuff in. Um, every single garage show that we played, and it, we called it a tour, but it was literally, it was the same town, <laughs> you know, same neighborhoods in a lot of the cases. Um, we got shut down every single time. It was oh. about the third song, fourth song, the concert would always come, and, and we loved it. We were like, how punk rock is this? We're getting <laughs> shut down. You know, we're like this, you know, this like pop rock act. Like there's literally nothing punk about us and we're getting shut down by the cops. <laughs> and what, what was funny was like, it, we played in front of the same 15 to 20 people of our friends uh, every single time. Like it was just a different garage. Um, and I can't tell you how awesome it felt. Like we would always start the show inside like with some like you know holding the guitar up to the amp and getting some feedback and we we bought a a, a fog machine like a hazer so we'd turn the fog machine on the garage would be shut and then we'd start the the feedback and then the the kind of garage would open and the haze would come out <laughs> dude it was so cool and then when we would start playing we realized that like our friends were sitting like in their cars like 
down at the end of the driveway, like not even close to us. Uh, so we like, there's always just such distance, but they weren't used to going to shows. So they didn't really understand like maybe what was supposed to happen. But oddly enough, like I remember every single one of those shows, literally every single one that we, we played and we, and we must've done like eight or nine. And I, I, re- I could recall every moment of that show. And I can't say that about a lot of, the, the shows that we've played, you know, over the past 10 years, there's just something, there's something about like your up upcoming and, and, uh, and where you started that is really ingrained into your brain, especially, especially when it meant so, so much to you and so little to everybody else. Um, so that, that was where, that was where we kind of got our, our, our touring started. <laughs> and then we all loved, we all loved skating. So we would just hit up skate parks and say like, Hey, can we come play? And will you let us skate for free? And that was literally like, all we wanted to do was skate. So they, they'd like put us at the bottom of the half pipe and we'd be playing to people that just were skating, didn't care. Um, but, but it's funny, man, those, those times they were just like, we could not have even imagined at that point uh, what the future would hold for us. And that's why it's so special. Like we, we're just kids that love music and all wanted to get girlfriends. And that's why we were, we started the band. You know, we just wanted to impress girls and hopefully get a girlfriend. And it's, it's funny, man, you, you just, you, you go through your entire career and your entire lives and, and year by year, your priorities change and you, and you do things for different reasons as the time goes on. And, and it's funny to look back and to see like what was important to us at, at different times like that was uh in the garage tour was is the is the hazer working when it comes up it's gonna look awesome like you know snoop dog just pulled up and he opened his car door and just <laughs> it's really fun to go back and and also to see how awful we were we were so bad so bad you see like the little home recordings you're just like this is so bad and we thought at the time that we were so good and it's just like the perspective shifts yeah. a bunch yeah I'm exactly the same like I'm like all the early shows and shows that I was told you know you're never gonna make it or you're never gonna do anything it's all those shows I remember but then all the good ones all the big ones I'm like where have they gone where have I forgotten about them <laughs> it's it's funny they you kind of uh, I'm gonna use it you kind of black out on stage when it's oh, a good show yeah, yes. black out, yeah. Hey, I had to use one um, <laughs> but, but you know you, a lot of those times you get off stage you're just like what just happened like that was really good, but you can't remember the details. It's, it's the earlier ones that were like, oh man, we were so bad. And I remember every note of yeah. it. You know? <laughs> it's funny. You, is there a moment that you, like after that, that you, like you remember thinking, oh, maybe this, this is what's going to happen. Like maybe, oh, we are going to make it. Maybe we are. Or right. is there a moment where you've been like, Jesus Christ, I'm on stage with... I don't know, Freddie Mercury. You weren't. I'm sorry. But like <laughs> anyone, you, could, you yeah. know, is there any moments that have really blown your mind where someone that you maybe loved growing up said they like your band or took yeah, you yeah. on tour? Or- there was um, there there are two specific times that, that come to mind right now. Uh, one was uh, the band Switchfoot. I don't know if you guys um, remember band Switchfoot. It's kind of like a like a Christian band. I, I grew up, you know, uh, listened to a lot of Christian music, and they were playing our the the state fair which was in our town and we snuck in uh after they had sound check we snuck in locked the gate behind us so that they couldn't kick us out we set up our gear in front of switchfoot and told everybody that we were the opening band and for the state fair it wasn't part of their tour so for all they know you know the 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 fair asked for local kids to come play 
we got to play one song before Switchfoot came on before the tour manager realized that like wait hold on there's looking through the contract there's no opening support acts and the dudes from Switchfoot they saw us and they were basically saying like we're so sorry that you know the the event like kind of like kicked you guys off but they were like but that was really good you know can we, do you guys have an album and and we literally gave them a record and it was it was a moment of like okay like we might have to you know fight dirty some of these times to like actually make it but but these guys who we admire and and, and love as a band just said that our song was good that the one song that we got to play we can maybe do this like if they think that we're good maybe other people will think that we're good so we got kicked out but our heads were held so high like we, we were so excited but it, it was kind of like in line with everything that we had already done before every time we played a garage show we were getting shut down by the cops we tried to play a normal show we we're getting shut down by the event you know it, that was one moment the other the other moment was jimmy world is like one of my all-time favorite bands and snap so our our publisher at the time was uh jim atkins publisher as well and he was like you know she she took me over and was like do you want to you want to introduce them and i was like yes they they literally they just finished playing 23 on uh on soundcheck at bamboozle which was like a big event in new jersey and he's off stage like there's a, a a ton of people like jimmy world is one of those bands that it's it's hard to get to them not because there's a ton of fans in the way but because there's a ton of band members in the way and artists that that love them there's like i don't know if there's been ever been a a a better like bands band Mm -hmm. you know so she because she has a connection with jim she she walks me up and i was like hey this is this is travis you know he's one of my other artists he plays in we the king and he said I really like your album. I listened to Check Yes, Juliet and Skyway Avenue. He named songs <laughs> from our album, um, and and she had she had given him the album, you know, when it when it had come out. But I mean, you, you never really know if people are going to listen to it, or or even if they have time. It's, they don't even have, it doesn't have to mean that they're a dick. It's just you know they're busy people. So I was stunned. I, I couldn't I couldn't even think of anything to say. I, I barely said like, "Hey, I love you guys." You know, like it it was it was amazing and, and i went back from that our record had already been out i should have had that feeling of like hey we can do this and it wasn't until someone that like i just looked up to so so much for him to say that and and to, like i i looked at him and he meant it and it was it, like that moment for me was one of the biggest moments of my life as far as my my career as a band like that one I'd never wanted to go home and write more music than after that moment. Um, and, and those moments, those moments have happened at, at different levels of intensity all through our lives. And, and I think, I think that's one of the things that keeps you going is, is having those, those confirmations that like, you know, we're, we're really making, you know, when somebody comes up and says like, Hey, your music saved my life. I got this tattoo because, because I was depressed and I was thinking of, you know, ending it all. And then I heard you guys and I saw you guys and like that shit, it like it cuts deep because you know, you realize the responsibility that you have as an artist. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. What a story! Yeah, absolutely incredible to hear, and that you had that experience with uh, with Jim Atkins and Jimmy World. Like I've said on the yeah, and, and Jimmy, if you're listening, I still love you, <laughs> and your music's amazing. And thank you so much for for encouraging me. Yeah, literally. Well, they're one of, they're one of my personal favorite bands of all time, so I agree with all those sentiments you just said. But um, 
one thing I really wanted to pick your brains about, Trav, is your songwriting, because I know you do it for a lot of other people as well, and you've done a lot of collaborations and stuff. But before we get into that, please tell me about writing with Avril Levine, because it seems <laughs> like you guys have just become the best of friends since of it. I know your kids call her Auntie Avril. I mean, tell yeah, us what? how everything went down and what you've been Auntie working Avril. on with her. That's amazing. First of all, first of all, if if you take that kid that was in the garage playing shows, <laughs> getting shut down by the cops, and you walk up to him and you're you know in your time capsule and you say, "Hey, one day, Avril Lavigne is going to ask you to write songs for her." Wow. Uh, I, I, you know, so that's what yeah, I think yeah. about, and honestly. When we had first met, like it was, it took everything inside of me to like keep my cool and like just to be calm. Cause, and, and a lot of times I didn't, I, I would just stop the session and be like, do you realize how fucking cool this is? Like, <laughs> and I, I think, you know, I think she appreciated the, the realness of it. But, um, you know, her and I, her and I connected like musically on, on multiple different things, but we also like connected personally and, and she, she's a lovely friend and, and somebody that, is so insanely talented. Like I have voice memos on her phone. Cause w when I write, you know, I, I basically set up like a voice memo session and, and that way my stupid brain doesn't forget something genius that comes out from somebody else. And like, even her saying like, you know, uh, what about this melody? And like, huh, ah, you know, and start singing. And it's, it's pitch perfect. <laughs> the tone of it's amazing. And it makes you just start thinking like, man, I'm a, I'm a bad artist. Like my voice memos, <laughs> my voice memos do not sound like that. They, they always sound like, I'm my <laughs> you know, something, uh, we, yeah. you know, just, and you listen to you're like, I can't believe at one point I thought this was decent. So we, we connected. Um, and she, she loves my daughter. She loves my wife. Like we just, we've had such a, a great relationship together. And, um, I think part of it is just like, you know, she doesn't demand anything from me and I don't demand anything from her. And we, we sit in a room and the songs that come out mean something, you know, it's, she's got, you know, she's got a ton of songs that are just like, uh, kind of like glitzy pop that are so fun to like, for, for to be in a crowd for and to dance to, but the sentiment side of it isn't as necessarily always there. So to create, to create music after what, what, you know, when we talked and you know, we would just talk for hours about her life and about things that were going on, it was truly fascinating. And I was truly interested um, because she's had such an amazing career and such an amazing life from an outside perspective that it was cool to see, you know, things happening on the inside. And, uh, and I remember one of our, you know, like we had, we'd been hanging out probably for six months and writing a little bit and we, we decided to, track one of the songs and she she took me over um actually we, we met at this other house that wasn't hers and uh chad kroger from nickelback opened the door and <laughs> i i was like is this a pro what's happening is it you know and and i knew that they they were like in the middle of a divorce so i i just didn't think that that they would still like be able to hang out and you know hmm. like when when you hear like divorce, you always hear like, uh, unfortunately, a lot of times it's nasty and think, you know, so, uh, he answered, he's like, what's up, bro? How you doing? Like gave me a hug. I was like, this is, this is the coolest day of my life. I'm, I'm going to Avril Lavigne. Chad Kroger just answered the door. What the hell's happening? Yeah, so, so then you go back to that kid in the garage in hmm. 2000, you know, whatever. And you're like, Hey, one day in the future, Chad Kroger is going to open the door while he welcomes you into his mansion. Um, so 
it, it was it was cool. And we were just sitting on this couch, and we all had kind of like a pen and paper and our phones, and 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 writing this song. And it was, to be honest, it was it was a really really amazing thing for me. I, I, I learned something from every writing session that I've ever done, uh, whether We The Kings is a smaller or bigger artist than the band that I'm writing for. And I think that is one of the things that that has helped my writing career, whether it be good or bad, has helped my writer career advance. And, and, and I genuinely love sitting with these people and just picking their brain because music is all opinionated. It really is, you know, and there are good songs and bad songs only by opinion. The same part can sound for us three sitting on the couch. The same part can sound different, you know, to, to all three of us as to whether it is good or bad. And that's really important because when you get into another writing room with somebody else, you have somebody that's like demanding that their part is good. You have to be able to constructively say like, you know, you have it's that's your opinion that it's good, you know, and, and if, if the whole room is like, hey, this is really good, then you can basically assume that the, the, the group of people or the fans that are listening are probably going to also have a similar opinion that, yes, it is a good song. And I never really thought of, of songwriting that way. But I think because I've grown as, as a songwriter, I've, I've been able to have the opportunity to get in different rooms with, with people who I just, I respect the hell out of. And, um, and I'm always nervous. You know, I, I go in, like, I'm just like, this is going to be the time that I just have absolute, you know, writer's block. Yeah. Can't think of anything and i and they're just gonna be like why why did we bring this kid into the room like i i kind of like i welcome the pressure it, it feels like you know going on stage for the first time like you know it's like sean you're like sitting back and 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 like the the crowd's ready and like the lights are down and like that moment is a little nerve-wracking you know you want you want to impress other people and, and you want uh people to really have a good time and it's the same way in the writer's room so Avril, uh, I'm very fortunate that I didn't have that meltdown in her session because she she has led me to to write with a lot of incredible people and um, and and people who I, I genuinely enjoy writing with. I, I actually I'm at the point in my life where I'm I'm so lucky. This is the most fortunate I've felt as far as a songwriter. But I actually now can choose to not write with people. You know, if yeah. if I don't connect with somebody on a personal level, then then you know it's like, I don't just want to go and write music. Like it's, it, it's, to me, it's more passionate. So, so I've been able to say like, Hey, yeah, this, this would be really great for my career to write for this person. But you know, I had a couple bad experiences with them or my friends have had bad experience and, and that goes a long way. So, you know, I can say like, no, it's thank you so much. I'm, I'm honored, but uh, I'm going to pass on this one. And it doesn't necessarily feel good. Like, ah, I got it. It just, you know, it's nice to know that, that I've been lucky enough to be able to pick and choose, yeah. you know, who, who I write with. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was, I was going to ask like, who, how did you get into writing for other, like, obviously it's come through We The Kings, but I mean like, who was yeah, the yeah. first person that, or artist that reached out and was like, do you fancy writing a song together? And is there anybody that you've written with that we wouldn't expect maybe? Ooh. There, there was a band a long time ago called Care Bears on Fire, and <laughs> they were they were uh, a three-piece band. Name I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. It is the best. Hell of a name. They're they're three girls, basically sisters, um, who loved absolutely loved the Ramones and Misfits. They were they were legitimate punk rock girls, um, and they were like eleven, thirteen, and fourteen years old. And they were signed to to our label at the time, and and our label owner was like, "Hey, do you want to come in and write for Care Bears on Fire?" I was like, 
that's the best band name I've ever heard. I literally said the same thing. I was like, so with that said, like, yeah, absolutely. And they were so cool, man. I, I, I still think about it every once in a while. And, and it, it kind of makes me feel like I would love to do that with my daughters, you know, and, and when, when they're a little older. So that, that's an artist that you might not have expected for. I, I wrote for, you know, basically a 13 year old punk rock band who were, <laughs> who were so fun. They were nice. awesome. Is this, um, um, is this prior to Alexis on fire? I'm just wondering if there's been any cold cases with the names. <laughs> no, 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 no. This, is, this, is, this is before, for sure. Oh, yeah. take that, yeah. Wade and Co. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> take that, um, Dallas. I think, uh, I think some of the writing opportunities came together through Warp Tour. Um, oh, wow. I mean, Sean, you know, it's like everybody's there. You have a ton of time on your hands. Yeah. And some people, some people enjoy writing. Some people, you know, just kind of want to hang out on the bus and enjoy the vacation. But, um, we, we did a lot of tours with, with boys like girls and, and mm. all time low and made a parade and some of the dudes and made a parade. Uh, we used to write together. I wrote with the boys like girls guys a lot. Simple plan was, was a huge one for me. They, they actually co-wrote, um, the light from saga the nice. uh, oh. fifth, fifth track. And it's incredible that that one I think is going to be like the highlight of, of this EP, um, and and they're incredible writers, and and we wrote a, stu- a lot of music for them uh, for Simple Plan as well. I don't know. I, I think it just it sparked from from the Simple Plan. But you know what? To be honest, it's really hard to like say like, hey, like go up to an artist and say like, do you want me to come? Right? It, it, it's like such like yeah. a like an ego thing to say, and I hate doing it, so I don't. And it also kind of like assumes that they can't do it themselves. You know, if I'm saying like, do you guys, you know, so it really has to happen, uh, you know, authentically where somebody comes up and say, Hey, I, you know, I like your writing style. Do, do you write for other people? That's always how it starts. Like, do you, do you write with other people? And, you know, luckily enough, you, you get some people that say like, say that to you and you say like, yeah, I would love to, you know, I'd love to sit in a room and write. Um, so it starts from there. And then I think it grows by having success in one of those co-written songs, you know, so obviously, you know, some of the greater greatest writers like of our time are that way because they've had hit after hit after hit. So labels go and say like, Hey, we need a hit. Will you write with our artists? And you know, they, and they do it. So that's kind of, that's kind of how it starts. And, and, and we've also, from the beginning of We the Kings, we've we've co-written with, you know, my favorite people in the world uh, are this guy, Sam Hollander, is a really good friend of mine, uh, and Dave Katz. They, they co-wrote our first album with us for We the Kings. So I was introduced to co-writing in a, in a really nice light. A, a lot of people that I know very well have had awful experiences with co-writing and, and writing for other people or, or being written for. You just were very lucky that we didn't have that experience. Our, ours was amazing. We... we created an album that we still to this day love it it produced check yes julia which is the mm-hmm. reason that you know we're talking right now we've is the reason that we were able to to get our band together and, and to get some you know steam to to move forward and and sam through you know he like more recently he wrote high hopes for panic like he Hello? is still been cranking out <laughs> you know song after song and what's nice is basically he's a brother to me but he's also absolute mentor to to me as, as a human being and a, as well as a songwriter so uh having people like that in your life you you are able to 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 grow from that so I, just very very fortunate to have had somebody that kind of guided me like my mr miyagi but but also a brother 
to me. So um, that's, that's for me to, to end what I was saying. That's how I got started was, you know, sometimes on warp tour with just being bored and wanting to write with other people. And then, um, and then continuing because you have some success in, in different areas that, that makes people want to come and say like, you know, do you want to write more music? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I think you're quite lucky that you had the um, first album, like co-writing experience because a lot of bands like myself, yeah. Um, like the Blackout, we did like an EP and our first album before we'd like had like a proper producer involved. And right. then when we got the producer involved and he like, like we had songs we'd send to him and he's like, yeah, that's cool. But I think that bit you're using at the end, that should be the chorus or whatever. And then all of a sudden it was our first time of somebody coming in to like helping us write or whatever. So we were very kind of standoffish at first. Like we were like, who does he think he is coming in and changing our <laughs> songs? And then yeah. we were like, oh, Witty, he's, yeah, he sold a million, billion records. That probably, he probably does know better than us. Um, well, and, and, and so that's the thing, like you, you end up like, that's the same thing as asking somebody to write for them. You know, like it's hard to get into it that way because, because people would just be like, what? I, I don't need help. You know, like we are, mm. you're saying our songs aren't good enough, but yeah, yeah go on. And uh, no, no, I'm just saying like, I think you're lucky that you had that first album experience yeah. because yeah, it took me like two albums to the second album and be like, what people do this. And then I was like, at first I was kind of offended. Like I like, I was like, like you said, like what? My songs are perfect. You fool. <laughs> and then uh, Jason came along and went, well, if you do it this way, they're better. And I'd listen to it. And I'd go, Oh, he's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy but he's right yeah. and um, yeah I think that really like opened the door for us and um, myself for wanting to collaborate with people and um, yeah it's a good thing so many people think of it as a negative thing mm. for some reason and it's just collaboration is literally probably the key to life it's the meaning of, we have just worked out the meaning of life live on Sapnin Podcast collaboration oh. we all need to come together and have a bloody good time it is, yeah. When, when you think about it in, in all other aspects of life, it's absolutely collaboration is what creates brilliant ideas and and, and, and and our world is one big collaboration with each other. And you see when you have good collaborations, good things come from it. When you have bad collaborations, you know, it produces nothing. So, yeah, I, but the same, like as, as a band, like I grew up, you know, or when we started, I just assume that all the artists write for themselves and, and that's it. So it, it, it did still take me, even though we had a good, you know, first uh, experience with it, it, it still, it kind of took me by surprise learning that like, Oh, a lot of artists don't, don't write just by themselves. They, you know, and so, and I think that's where it comes from. That's why you can be standoffish because you're, it's a little foreign. You're, you're just not sure if, if that's what everybody does. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, yeah, fantastic to hear because it's something I've always wondered as well. Because it's, especially with your songwriting, having so many different kind of subgenres and influences and right. everything like that. But um, just a couple of two very quick things, Travis. Before you go, um, obviously we've already mentioned some uh, insane moments you've experienced in We the Kings, but surely singing the national anthem for Orlando and the MLS was a was a little bit of uh, to, to add to that. That that was awesome because uh, it was. What? I even know about this. What? Yeah, yeah. So, so I've uh, I've been lucky enough to have not messed up the national anthem. Uh, <laughs> nice. And, and so, so, so teams keep on asking me to to come out. So I've done like a professional bull riding event in, in New York City Times Square, and that was my that was my very first one. Okay. Uh, and that was wild because there was like cowboys and, and bulls riding. 
in this dirt circle that was put in the middle of Times Square, New York City. Like, it was a very, very interesting thing. So I, I did the national anthem there. I, I did it for the New England Patriots. Wow. Uh, so basically, I, I sang for Tom Brady. Basically, nice. there you go. Yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, a couple basketball games, a couple other NFL teams. This was my first soccer game hmm. or soccer team. Or, or soccer national anthem rather football i'll, I'll, I'll use football <laughs> uh, and and it was amazing the, the the team didn't end up winning the game and i'm a big orlando city uh fan so for like a day or maybe a day and a half i was like i'm the reason uh, <laughs> had, had, I not, had i not sung the national anthem that that would have that would have been it but you know what came from it? I'm going to tell you guys because uh, I think that you'll appreciate. I don't, I don't know who you guys support. Um, so it has nothing to do with the teams that they've played for. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I just joined uh, an 11 v 11 uh, soccer, you know, co-ed league. A buddy of mine, Will Johnson, who played for Orlando City for 14 or 15 years, is the captain. And he he's bringing in uh, a couple other like professional, it seems so unfair that, that we have some of these people. So uh, uh, Giles Barnes is, uh, he's a Jamaican national, um, plays for Houston Dynamo, amazing soccer player. And then um, I just found out that Alan Smith uh, from Man U oh, wow. is also, also on our team. Nice. And and what? I'm starting. So somehow I'm, I'm starting. <laughs> Fucking hell, um, you Premier League quality. I it, can't get over I, it. I literally, I, like, he kept naming the people, and, and I'm, I'm pretty familiar with, with a lot of footballers. And I was like, this, this is so unfair to everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. They're going to get out there, like, they're just looking to get some exercise and, you know, whatever. And our team's going to come out there just looking for skulls. <laughs> just, we yes. We want to win it, every game. So, so as, as like, a, a, a fan of, of soccer, I, like, I think I'm going to have to like kind of separate my brain yeah. so that I'm not just watching, mm. you know, like watching them do cool stuff. And I'm going to try to like separate my brain and be like, okay, you should support him. You should, you should go here, run down the wing, do something like that. So I've, I've always played as a, as, uh, as a kid and, and all the way through high school. So it's a, uh, it's actually a really, really fun thing. And, and that kind of came from uh, singing the Orlando City national anthem, which which I'm, I'm so grateful for. Yeah. What, posi- what position are you in football, soccer? Uh, left mid. Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah. The I'm, riot, a, I'm a, you, I'm the a runner. Gigs. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Who's your favorite soccer player? I can't believe I said soccer. Uh, honestly, it's uh, Carlos Valderrama. Nice. Um, he's a nice. Colombian Very national good. player. Yeah. Big game. Uh, Very big game. <laughs> Big hair, and I think that's that's why. Uh, but he he came and played for uh, the Tampa Bay Mutiny, which is um, uh, an old MLS club from back in the day. And so he he was always my, my all time favorite for sure. Yeah. Oh, nice, fantastic. Yeah. Well, Orlando's got Lewis Nani, and I'm a Man United fan, so at least you've nice. at least you've got that. But yeah, he's, I wasn't expecting. Dude, he's he's an amazing guy. I don't know if you've ever had like the opportunity to meet him, but when I did the national anthem, it, it was COVID, so it was it was a little little weird but um we were able to like just go in and, and like during prep time just a genuinely nice I, I don't know why i i expect like professional athletes to to be terrible people sometimes he genuinely loves the team and uh and and was a genuinely nice person you can tell like some people like try to put it on or like put on the the face of like yeah i'm not but he he seemed he seemed like a, a good guy 
Nice. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't, wow. wasn't expecting all this connection with all these major sports finances. Brilliant. Well, well, you, know what's, you know what's interesting is that like all, all musicians, or I'll say a lot of musicians, uh, we, we admire and are inspired by, by athletes. Maybe it's because we can't do what they do. And I think athletes are the exact same way. They listen to a ton of music because maybe that's not something that they can do. So even though like I'm a fan of a lot of these people, it's funny thinking that like they're a fan of me as well. Mm. For, for example, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys follow like baseball, but King Griffey Jr. was one of the, you know, Hall of Fame greatest baseball players of our time. And I played a celebrity golf tournament yesterday and he was there with us uh, along with other uh, Hall of Famers. And I actually, I got to I got to show it to you. Hold on. Ah, actually. So because I'm a fangirl of Ken Griffey, I brought, I, I got, my mom gave me like a huge box of all my baseball cards that I used to collect as a kid. And I got a, a rookie Ken Griffey Jr. card. Wow. And I asked him to sign it. Yes. And, and I was so nervous when I did it. It was crazy. Did he like pull out his like uh, We The Kings uh, <laughs> amateur card. Wow. Whoa. That's cool. That's really cool. And, and so this story only gets crazier. Um, he you didn't murdered necessarily... him and drunk his blood. Have you murdered him and drunk his blood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I did. Uh, yes, I knew. I knew it. When he said crazy, I was like, I know exactly so what he's talking about. He uh, ends up saying like, yeah, yeah, come on. Like here, you know, love to. So he signs it. I'm just like, you know, I really appreciate your, your career. You know, my brother and I were massive fans and, uh, and congratulations on everything that you've achieved. And he was like, thanks for saying that. I appreciate it. And, and then he left. So my partner during the golf game was Chris Kirkpatrick uh, from NSYNC. What? And, 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 oh, do you know what? I am, I am sick to the back teeth of being teamed up with him whenever I do a celebrity sports event. It's it always just, one of NSYNC. <laughs> it just sure. gets crazy. So, so Chris Kirkpatrick, he, he, he tells me, as Ken Griffey Jr. is walking away, Ken Griffey Jr. is getting in his car and Chris... Uh, says he was like, did you tell him who you were? I was like, of course not. What do you? Well, one, I don't do that. Two, there's no fucking way that King Griffey Jr. knows who We the Kings is. He's like, oh come on, man. He runs and tracks down King Griffey Jr.'s car. Meanwhile, this is the first time I've ever met Chris. Like, we, we don't know each other that well. We we played golf all day and, and we got to know each other. It was a really great guy. Chasing down another Hall of Fame athlete to to tell him who I was was mind blowing yeah so it's fucking nuts he, he he goes and he he's like griff griff just screaming at this like really nice country club griffy stops he rolls down his window he's like do you know who that was and griff is like no he's like that he chris goes that wasn't just like you know the, the bag boy that that was you know travis clark he sings for a band we the kings he's he's one of the celebrities that, that that's here and, and still, I, I can't imagine Griffey being like uh, anything other than like, oh, okay, cool. You know, he was nice to me. It wasn't like he like t- turned me down. So he grabs Griffey's phone and goes into his Spotify app and starts blaring We The Kings from Griffey's car <laughs> and rolls down all his windows. And he's like, you better listen to that all the way home and walks away. Griffey <laughs> drives away just slamming check S Julia out of his car. And, and it was kind of like, it was a roundabout. And then he, dude, I was like, I was so embarrassed sort of, but I was also like, this might be the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. In my life. Like I just asked my, my favorite baseball player 
for an autograph and now he's just blaring like not even like slightly loud like hey that's offensive mm-hmm. we're at a golf course you're supposed to be like quiet he's yeah. just slamming the song uh, and amazing. then i found out and then i found out that his wife is also on our 11 v 11 soccer team uh <laughs> with with alex because it's co-ed and uh and and so now like i'm just praying that i don't show up to the first game which is on sunday i'm praying that i don't show up and and like he has something to say to me or, about yeah or you, my, my you crazy up friend too he's dripping in we the king's merch <laughs> yeah. he comes with a, he's like your number <laughs> one fan because i'm going wearing a griffy shirt for sure yeah. <laughs> that'd be so good oh, that's amazing yeah. Did you know what? I fa- this is the this is why we do this podcast yeah. it's for stories like that and for stuff <laughs> and it, where, it happened yesterday it was like yeah. it's still like i'm still super excited about the whole thing I was going to say, like, a lot of the times when we ask people to tell us some of these stories, they're like, oh, well, check this out. Ten years ago, I met, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yours is literally yesterday, and you're still having <laughs> the best the best time of your life. Oh, you're that so lucky. I love literally it. Literally just walking around with his card all day long, just, like, <laughs> t- telling strangers, like, do you want to see what I just got yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, like baseball? No. Ah, shit. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell about, you anyways. Yeah. What about cards? Do you like red pen? Just yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you like colors? There's a lot of colors on it. <laughs> yeah. oh, there's so, oh, many, so awesome. many elements to that story, though. That's uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, but with, with, with all that now, Travis, as well, what else can we expect from you, We The Kings, and everything else uh, coming up? I'm sure you're just going to be doing a lot to promote this new EP and the songs and everything but is there anything I else I think you mean to ask me what's sapping right. with oh. We The King's future yes come on man it's get our, it together it is our brand like, <laughs> it, it is our brand I'll um, tell you what's happening nice uh, so uh, obviously with, with the pandemic and everything we did not receive a single uh, concert offer uh, th- that was that was something that we wanted to do we you know we did get like a couple that were like drive-in theaters and even if you don't know who we, the Kings are, but you've been to like a, a festival or a, or a concert, like, you know, like slam dunk or, or something like you're kind of used to people crawling all over each other, looking like sardines in a can, like can't even move or breathe, but they love it. And, and screaming at the top of their lungs, which by extension is spitting on everybody. Like I'm used to that. And that's, it sounds weird to say, but that's what I fell in love with. I, f- I fell in love with that version of, of concerts. So like, do I want to play a show where people are just kind of in their cars listening? Like, yeah, that could be cool. But, but when you have the contrast of, of remembering it for what it was and, and hating this pandemic for everything that it's done to people, like, no, I, I don't want to play that show. Like, and, and I, I hope people understand like, you know, why I'm saying that it's, it's, it's truly for the love of music that I don't want to do that. Um, oh, that's gonna, I, so, I completely so, agree. I completely agree. My um, yeah, I've started a new band, and uh, yeah, we've been offered a few. Do you want to do some live stream gigs and stuff? And I just, I just want people. I, I miss <laughs> people. I miss. I know. Being it's, about. And, it, and and it's it, you know, it, it obviously brings you know pure joy for us. So, it, it, but with all, with all that said, we just got like our first in person offer, and it's not till the end of the year, so it's in November, uh, assuming everything is kind of. Yeah, fingers um, crossed. Back, back to the new normal or whatever, um, and it's on a cruise ship. So yes. we are. It's like a, a like a rock the boat cruise ship, and to to make that story even better, you know who one of the bands is? Switchfoot. Wow! <laughs> so Switchfoot. Full, circle. full circle. It was full circle, and I think that's that's where we jump off the boat and just die because we're just like. <laughs> 
we, we did a complete circle piece you know yeah uh, i was just about to say you could go oh guys look we've got two songs now <laughs> yeah exactly exactly or, or maybe like i'll i'll unplug them after one song yeah, like, yeah. yeah. yeah that you is, oh, no. oh yes yes so they're doing it uh sister hazel just a, a couple bands that, that I remember listening to as a kid, uh, but it's on the rock the boat. It's going through like the Bahamas, Dominican Republic. And, um, oh, nice. Very nice. We literally, the, the money isn't that great, but we were just like, we'll do anything. Like we'll do anything to play a show the way that we remember being a show. We've never played a cruise, but I've been on cruise ships. I've been where they've had like, you know, a DJ or, or even like a talent show or whatever. And there's people that stand next to each other. And I was like, I'll take it. If they're standing next to each other, and everybody's being safe and we're able to kind of resemble the show that I remember, then yes. So that's, uh, that's kind of what's happening for us. But we're also with, with saga because it just came out. Um, and it, because of each song representing, you know, a, a previous album of the six, we wanted essentially to do like a part two to this record. Um, so, you know, the, it's like saga is what focusing on the past and we want the part two to be representative of our present and future. We, we have some songs that, that I've already written for it. And they're made. The, the problem is, is like, it feels like it takes so long to get your song out. Yeah. And I'm like sitting here listening to the songs that I have. And I'm just like, man, I just want to put it out now, but it's not ready. And I haven't been able to like properly track everything. And, and, and it sucks. Cause I can't like, I can tell people like get excited, but it's not fair to them because they're going to get excited and have to wait. But, uh, but I'm genuinely excited for, for, you know, being able to take advantage of this time uh, of, of being home, being able to spend time with, with my wife and kids, my friends and family that I haven't seen. And, and then also to be able to sit, like, I, I don't know if you guys can tell this, this is my studio. This is where all the magic happens. Um, but I, you know, I come in here and I grab the piano or I grab the guitar and I just sit and I just write and, you know, for hours and I, and I love doing it. And this is, I'm so comfortable here and I love, you know, feeling that creative. So that, that is what the, you know, more music and hopefully, you know, more touring. And, and we'd obviously love to get back to the UK, mm. um, especially now that I've kind of my rite of passage of, of playing football is uh, <laughs> kind of being activated right now. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We've all got to get in some sort of big slam dunky <laughs> football game. At some That'd point. be amazing. They, they did it on Warp Tour. That, w- that would be huge. Yeah. Wow, Ben Ray, Absolutely. if you're listening. Yeah, we'll de- yeah, I'll definitely look into that. I'll speak to Ben, the organizer, and see if we can organize some. <laughs> nice. That'd yeah. Be fantastic. But yeah, thank you. Th- thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for giving us your time. It's been an absolute um, pleasure. Of I course, man, I, I appreciate it. I've enjoyed guys. every every story from this. So thank you so, so much. And um, yeah, hopefully we can do one of these in person when uh, you come back to the UK eventually. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll try my best to to kind of top that story with something like, you know, I got a, I got a cross from, you know, Alan Smith and I did a diving header. I celebrated with Dom Dwyer and Giles Barnes <laughs> and all the Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth reanimated. While, while, while Griffey was sitting side stage with his We The King shirt, just Griffey cheering, go Travis, go Travis. Yeah. Big Travis tattooed on him. Be fantastic. Um, yeah, thank yeah, you thank so, you so, so much, much for this. Thank you. Yeah, speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Cheers, boss. Thank you. You're welcome, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Take care. Yes! Fucking tidy. Lovely stuff. <laughs>
Yeah, I, I, you were very, very excited with that one. Mm. And um, yeah, it was great to have Travis on. I really, really enjoyed it. We chatted about some things I definitely wasn't expecting to chat about. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, that's our first Chihuahua chat, I think. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, the band name KB is on fire. That was um, that was an incredible... What a band name. Like, KB is on fire. I can't work out if it's brutal. Because when I first saw it, when I first heard it, I was like, KB is on fire. Oh, that's cutesy. And I thought, oh, no, that's the cute, lovable bears engulfed in flames. That's terrible. I think it's a great metaphor for... Because, obviously, he mentioned that they were quite a young band. So, you know, you're getting rid of that sweetness and you're going punk rock. That's how punk rock you are. You're setting fire to Care Bears, which, Uh, you know, it's a bit different. Or or mine called Snap the Transformers. That's what mine would have been called. (laughs) Headless Ninja Turtles. What I don't. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Limbless teenage Ninja Turtles. Limbless. Brilliant, uh, brilliant. Yeah, thank you very much, Travis. What a chat. Um, what a lovely, lovely chap. And yeah, he's written some absolutely fucking belting songs. So yeah, check out uh, all of the We the King stuff. Yeah, he, what a what a chap. Yeah. Well, of course, I had to get some more information about writing with Avril Lavigne because she is one of my favourite humans to ever exist and one of the guests I hope we have on here on the future. But yeah, Travis was just absolute sweetheart. I couldn't do enough for us. And just to say, if the, you thought his audio quality changed a little bit, going to give you a little bit of an inside scoop here. He was talking so much to us that his laptop completely crashed where he connected a special microphone and he had to reconnect for his phone. And he's so good at talking that he knew exactly where he left off in his story so we just kind of took it from there but an absolute sweetheart can't thank him enough um i've only ever been able to meet him and see we the kings once um at slam dunk festival back in about 2017 and one of the things i admire most from this set is like obviously we the kings have got loads of mega hits loads of radio hits especially in the states but Check Yes Juliet is that kind of next level, right? It's one of those songs that you put on any nightclub and people are going to go insane in the emo universe. So they started their set with that, which wow. is a ballsy move. And it yeah. got everyone... Did they end the set with it as well? They did. Did they? Yeah. Of course they fucking did, because they're geniuses. They're geniuses. That's exactly what I would have done. That's exactly what I, I would have done. Brilliant. Yeah, imagine... Imagine if you're a dickhead who only came to see that song, right? And they play that song and you're like, right, done now, and I'm off. Like, no, you fucking idiot. It's an old set of hits. And then they're going to do it again. <laughs> it's going to be fever pitch the second time you do it, man. It was, ab- yes. yeah, it was absolutely incredible. And hopefully we can go back to a We The King show when uh, when they're able to come back to UK nice and safely um, as well. And the last thing from this I want to mention is the fact that he's such a big deal that not only does he get invited to participate in celebrity golf tournaments and all these wacky things, but his partner was Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. The man is an Eminem lyric. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's very good. Morgan, that is... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 126 where Morgan has said his best thing yet. <laughs> Brilliant. 
And for anyone worried, I don't have coronavirus, and I have had a negative check. Um, it's Good. just a bad cold, and it's on its way out. But Morgan, that was <laughs> the best, the best Thank Morgan you. Richards quote so far. I think. Yeah, well, the man I- is an Eminem lyric. <laughs> Well, get in touch with him. Get in touch with Christopher, however, something Patrick, right? Christopher Patrick, right? Yeah. And get, tell him you want to make out a t-shirt saying I'm an Eminem lyric. Oh, Fuck he's definitely shit. He should definitely cash in on that. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just wonderful to see um, everything Travis is up to. And of course, We the King's new EP Saga is available now. Six new tracks, all inspired by different eras of the band. So go and check that out and while you're online checking things out go and give us a follow and a message at sapman pod on twitter and instagram and send us some more eminem lyrics who is an eminem lyric tell us we'll uh we'll try and um, yeah, make at, this a game at, at sapman pod at s-a-p-p-e-n-i-n-p-o-d that's at s-a-p-p-e-n-i-n-p-o-d on twitter and instagram and yeah if you've enjoyed any of our episodes if this is your first time listening and you're a We The Kings fan, thank you very much. We love We The Kings too. Um, go back and check out some of our other episodes. We're bound to have had somebody on you like, and I bet you enjoy it. And if you do, you've got to sign up to our Patreon. So patreon.com forward slash happening, where there's a whole array of treats and audio and visual feasts for the eyes Ooh. and the ears. Yeah. There nice. is. So yeah, patreon.com forward slash happening. Join our fantastic fantastic community of legends yes and speaking of those fantastic community of legends if you go to the description of this episode there's loads of names from them that we would like to thank but sean like he does every week is now going to give a mahusive shout out to the elite members of our patreon community those are the top tiers sometimes they change their names sometimes they try and make a joke let's see what they have done this week Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Honestly, now, thank you very, very, very much to everybody who's part of the Patreon, being part of the Patreon. If you're considering it, get a bloody move on, will you? (laughs) Um, But yeah, these people, thank you very, very much. 
Thank you very much to Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwoe, Mikey McDonald's, McMuffin Buns, Janelle Caston, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Kelly Young, Dilly Grimwood, Nathan Croshaw, Liam Connolly, Scooby Drew Styles, Paul Hirschfield, Kelly Irwin, Kat Bess and Sammy G, Amadine Urbano, Shani Meyer Boxer Anderson, Tony Michael, Sarah I'm getting fucking old James, happy birthday for the other day, Justin Dunn, Amy Campion, Murray Grimwood, Johnny Phillips, he doesn't listen, Scott Jones, Tom Fuck Mash Potato Owen, Dan Gies, TJ was Forrest Gump's password, one Forest one Ambler Shattock. He still hasn't changed his name, but congratulations on the new job. Kate Stevenson, Jenny Sexyboy Munster, Emily Senegals, Danny Eden, Becky Andy, Lucy Diaz, John and Emma, Martina McManus, Louis Cook, Jenny Robertson, Marcy Jacobson, Sharifa Wadali, Jason Heredia, Caroline Robinson, Craig Harris, Carl Pendlebury, Kevin Clark, James McNaught, Kelly Cannon, Livy Cropper, Stuart McNaught, Lydia Henderson, Chris Howard. Ollie, we need to come up with fun themes again. Amy's very correct. Josh on a diet, on a fucking diet crisp. <laughs> Thank you very much. Alice Wood, Adam King of the Goss Parcelot, Keris Andrews, Simon Amos, and last by no means least, Connor Lewins and family. Thank you very, very much to all of those people there. You are literally legends in our eyes and we appreciate you more than we can show you yes we love every single one of you you mean the world to us and you help us keep this thing going each and every week so thank you from the bottom of our little dark emo hearts um with all that being said this week we've spent some time recording some extra patreon bonus content for people to check out in the coming weeks and we've done a lot of skypes one-to-one with some of the patreon ears patreonites patreon on people um, as well so if you'd like to get involved and get some of that sweet sapning goodness head over to patreon.com forward slash sapning it's been another great episode Sean I've enjoyed this quite a lot is there anything else you would like to mention say promote joke about before um, we stop recording or oh. Uh, this comes out on Friday apparently last night I was on the Rock the Week game show check that out on the Heavy Network that's twitch.tv forward slash the Heavy Network I was on that hopefully I won me and John won and Tasman has to shave her head I don't think that's the rule but I'm trying to make it that's That's what I'm going to go for well Um, yeah well now you've said it you've put it out there in the universe and we can see what happens there yeah but I put it out there after the fact this happened haven't I you have but then if you have won she still has to do it then. Well, she does not. Well, I don't know. It depends. I don't know what the forfeit is. I'm just hoping it's shaving heads. Oh, okay, cool. Because imagine if... <laughs> think of it. It's two people who definitely don't want to lose their hair. It's John Mahon and, and Tasman. So, anyway. Yeah, check that out. Also, I'm in a band. Check Raiders UK, wherever you listen to music. At Raiders Band UK on the socials, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that lovely stuff. Uh, and, yeah, just thank you for listening to this. If you've got this far... Please let me know. Um, hashtag, I got this far. <laughs> there you go. That'll do. I don't think anybody will. But uh, thank you very much. I love you very, very much. I know Morgan does. Morgan, you've had a fantastic week this week because you, we've spoken to someone you you very, very, very much um, love. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you came up with that fucking coca at the end. So that's <laughs> fucking brilliant. Well done, to you, Morgan. Getting stronger. Morgan is getting stronger. <laughs> getting a natural fist now, just 126 weeks after the fact we started. Um, but shout out to Avril Levine and Chris Kirkpatrick if you are listening. If if either if either of you are, please 
DM me on my social media accounts at mhrichards underscore on Twitter Why? and Instagram. Why? Um, Just get in touch with a fucking pod. Follow the podcast. Well, yeah, that too. But I would like a conversation with Avril Lavigne and Chris Kirkpatrick and then get him on the well, podcast. Well, you can't cause... do that via the podcast. Yeah, DMs. I know. But if they follow me as well, then that's even cooler, isn't it? You just want to plug your own shit. That too, but I do want to be best friends with Avril Lavigne. So Avril, if you're listening, I love yeah, you Yeah, don't we fucking all. Yeah, let's, we let's fucking be all best friends. Um, but besides that, we'll see you next Friday and every Friday for another brilliant episode of Sapman Podcast with an unexpected guest and good laugh. So until then, um, to steal a line from Sean, please never die. And... What am I going to say now, Anne? Well, what am you? I going to say now? Well, you pick something. This is the last, sen- this is the last sentence. This is the last sentence of the episode. Pick something to say. He said that we're going to be here for each and every Friday, and ultimately that's a lie, isn't it? At some point. Nah. We're not if we record enough episodes in advance, we can, well, we can go forever. From the cra- <laughs> we can broadcast from the grave. Sapning <laughs> <laughs> S- from below. Yeah. Anyway, well, last gone morbid. Um, Sapning! Fucking hell, we've lost the plot, man. You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.